Alright, so I am joined by a good old friend of the podcast, if you haven't had out in a while. It'll be a little bit of a different conversation this time around when we have Dennis here, but I have Dennis Bernstein from the fourth period joining me. Dennis, man, thanks for coming on. How are things out in SoCal? You've been hiding from me, man? What's going on? It, the on. team is good now, so I'm busy. I, I have hockey <laughs> stuff that I have to focus right. on now. <laughs> yeah, well, at least one of our teams is good, but uh, things are great out here. Uh, just the... Uh, a stunningly bad season for the Kings, 30 games in, So uh, as we're taping this on Monday. so uh, But um, happy to talk about the team, the future, the present, and what holds next for the Kings. So let's. Um, so the Kings are in town on Tuesday, uh, depending on you're listening to this, either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, so what is what is going on? Like you said, dreadful bad start. What is, what is going on with the Kings here? Um, you're seeing the final days, Chad, of the... Um, the Lombardi era, at least the team that he put together. Uh, the team that you'll see next uh, September in training camp is going to be very, very different. Uh, you will start to see uh, big-name players or players that have been identified with the franchise for the last six, seven years uh, probably moving on, uh, some at the trade deadline, some in the offseason. Uh, but this is a situation where uh, they went from John Stevens to Willie Desjardins in the hopes of uh, sparking the team just 13 games in. That didn't work. Uh, their power play has not been good. Their offense is, I think, next to last in the league. Uh, the penalty kill has been hovering around 67% since Desjardins come in. Um, it's a perfect storm of, of badness, actually, to be honest with you. And um, uh, although they're still mathematically in the race, Chad, they, they'd have to win six or seven in a row here just to get back into the pack. And then they'd have to play, you know, probably win like 30 or 50 to uh, to get close to a playoff spot, and I just don't see it happening in Los Angeles this year. Right. I mean, we know how that works here with, you know, you get the best start. No, if they run off a run here of a couple of eight-game winning streaks, they're right back in it, but that usually never never comes along. I mean, like you said, lowest-scoring team in the league, 11-18-1. You know, my question to you is, I looked at, you know, Cap Friendly before I brought you on, and Kopitar, mm-hmm. Brown, Carter, Toffoli, Doughty, Phaneuf, Martinez, Quick, Kovalchuk, they're all, besides Toffoli, all over 30 years old, all have at least two years left in their contract. I mean, it adds yeah. up to $58.5 million next season on the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do they clear that space? Because looking at it from here, that looks like that just, they're, in, they're in a lot of trouble cap-wise. Well, I think that you know you don't have to trade everybody at once, number one. Number two, uh, they might be in trouble, but you look at situations where, like, for instance, Carl Haglin, who's on long-time members reserve. He's making $4 million a year. Unrestricted, he'll be gone. If you trade either um, Alec Martinez or Jake Muzzin, they're both $4 million cap. That's another $4 million hit off. And, and when you trade these players, you either bring them back additional picks or um, inexpensive talent. But, you know, NHL-ready players that can't break through maybe on a um, Toronto or on a, um, a Tampa Bay, right? So you have that. I still think that a guy like Jeff Carter has value in the league. He's not playing well. I think he's fully here from – but in his cap hit, if he's a second-line center, he's not playing like one this year, but he still has – you know, years left on his deal. He's 33 years old. Um, if he's your second line center at $5.2 million cap hit, Jet, th- that works for some teams. So I, right, I think right. that's a possibility. A guy like Tyler Toffoli, who is is on the better side of 30, he has not responded, right? I think he has five goals this year. He's on track for 18 goals. He should be tracking double that. Right? He's at $4.6 million. So there is a path. And it's also, you know, if you look at further down the road, let's say in the offseason, a guy like Dean Phaneuf. 
you know, that that's a guy you'd probably have to explore buying on. Um, it would be it would give you benefits in the first year. The second year, you take up about a, I believe, a four million dollar cap hit. Uh, but there are ways around this, and and they're going to move towards that. I still think there's value for these players in the league. I don't think Kopitar or Daddy are going anywhere, Chad. But everybody else is up for grabs. To be honest with you, if you made a call to Broad Blake today and wanted to discuss a, a, a player not named Dowdy or Kopitar, you would have that conversation with Rob Blake. So the one guy I'm going to ask you about, I'm going to kind of pull the Sabres in here because they could definitely use some depth scoring. And a guy that's interests me from LA in particular is Toffoli. You mentioned mm-hmm. he's off to a slow start. Just what would they want for him in return? Um, I would think they would want a, a NHL-ready forward who, who has skill, um, who's on a, preferably on an entry-level contract. Right, so that that's what you want. Or, I mean, you're not going to give up a first round pick for Tyler Toffoli, right? So it have to be a second round pick. So I'd want a a an NHL ready talent and a, a high pick for Tyler Toffoli because on the right team, Chad, he's probably a 25 to 30 goal scorer. So another guy before he got hurt that got injured that kind of I don't not didn't peak interest in a trade perspective, but in the interest of kind of what the plan is with him and Kovalchuk, they brought him over from the KHL on a three year deal. He was playing fourth line minutes before he got hurt. I mean, what's the long term plan with him going forward? Well, this is the player they're going to have to decide on what to do uh, when he returns from injury. Chad, I mean, everybody else you can kind of wait on and and build a market for. But with Kovalchuk, uh, if he's not going to get second line or first line minutes, um, what's the point? Um, he, he can't play in the fourth line. I'm not sure what's going on with him and Willie Desjardins, but certainly. Um, uh, the last game he played, he was healthy. I asked him specifically, he had played, I think, nine minutes of it was a coach's decision. And he said, yes, that wasn't the plan. Um, his agent, Papperson at CAA, is very close with Luke Robitaille. Um, he signed this contract and came to Los Angeles under the pretense of this team being a contender. Chad, they're not a contender. I'm not sure they're going to be a contender for a while. Um, if that's the case, they have to decide what to do in the short term with Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, there were other teams involved and interested. Maybe Dallas, you know, he he might work well with a guy like Radulov. Um, Boston may be in the mix as well. Now the problem is, is that at that contract at over six million dollars a year, he played well under John Stevens. He was almost a point of game player with John Stevens. Right. Yep. Not so yep. much with Willie. So um, you may have to retain salary, which would be a double whammy. Bringing this guy in and then having to deal him maybe thirty or thirty five games in. So, but they have to decide what to do because this can't linger. Um, it's not fair to the player. It's probably not fair to the team either. But I think once he comes back and is healthy, they have to make a decision if they want to roll with him. If he wants to even stay, the other issue, Chad, is that he's a no movement clause. So he can't just randomly oh, trade to any other team. He's got to be probably a contending team um, that wants to take on a salary, and that might be a very, very short list. So, uh, But that has to be done now. The other deal is going to be done in the future. This one has to be – you have to figure out if he's part of the solution or you just need to move him on to a contender. That's what his wish was when he signed with you. Cal uh, Peterson finally made sure. his way through the system there and is now playing games in the NHL, and he's a former draft pick of the Sabres. And next to this, might even see him – uh, play the Sabres and a quick going tight in Detroit. So what's you know how does he look? Does he maybe the guy long I don't know long term in the future? But you know in the next couple of years, Taker takes over for Quick, who's like we mentioned on the other side of thirty now. You know, Chatty's been great. He's been he's been he's been as advertised. He come he's played very very well. They've lost games not because of the building of Cal Peterson and to some extent Jack Campbell. So they have a nice one two punch. And when people start speculating about Jonathan Quick leaving Los Angeles. That's why. Now, that said, I believe that Peterson and Campbell have a combined 29 games of NHL experience. 
you, you wouldn't. I mean, if a call came in for Jonathan Quick today, you wouldn't do that. You'd wait till the end of the season, give these players more goalies more games, and then make a decision if they get a robust offer from Quick. And there's always seemed to be a need for a goaltender in the AHL. You could look at Carolina. You could possibly look at the Islanders. You could look at Philadelphia, even though they have Carter Hart. Um, there's always going to be a need for a, a solid goaltender. Quick's playing since he's come back from injury, he's been great. He's been healthy. Uh, the goaltending is not why they've been losing games. It's their offense. It's their special teams. Um, but P- Peterson's been as advertised. He's been excellent. He's an athletic goaltender. Um, he seems to not uh, not uh, bend under pressure. So, um, yeah, it, 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 this could be sooner than later, but it's not going to be right now. They, they want to see a full season uh, the way um, both Jack and uh, Cal play. And if they do, then they have a relatively young one-two combination that, that could be you know, have Jonathan Quick leaving town. Uh, like I said, not not now, but maybe over the summer they would explore with him because you know when you're thirty first, when you're thirty third of thirty one teams, Chad, like there's really no untouchable, save for you know Kopitar, I think, and and Dowdy, right. obviously. But but a guy like Quick, who's a backbone of the team, who's a warrior, who who is really synonymous with this franchise, you know, could conceivably have another destination come next season. So before we get into the Sabres, I ask you about the Sabres quickly as we wrap up here. Is there anybody else you see? You know, we talked about Tafoli a little bit. Is there anybody, you know, at the deadline you would say that maybe watch out for LA could move? And I mean, I know there's guys yeah. have like Fanoff and maybe like Brown like in the offseason. But what about at the deadline in specific? Yeah, I think I think we've been looking at, you know, um, Tampa has been really hot and heavy scouting the Kings, uh, both at the, at, the, uh, at the AHL level and the NHL level. You know, Pat Bravik's been here, their assistant general manager a few times. Jerry O'Flaherty, one of their... They're pro scouts. Um, the guy that they're targeting um, is Alec Martinez. Um, and if you look at the Tampa's defense, uh, Anton Strauman's been hurt a lot. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So is Dan Girardi. Ryan McDonough's been banged up a little bit. He would be a perfect fit, Martinez, in the structure and the tempo of the way uh, uh, Tampa plays. Uh, and, and no doubt why they're looking at him. Um, are the Kings interested in moving him? I don't think at the moment. I think they want to create a market around any of their individual players. Tampa's going to be contending for the division title anyway. They're looking at bigger aspirations. They're looking at the Stanley Cup. Could Alec Martinez come in, play well for them, and be contributed to a Stanley Cup championship? Absolutely. You know, he's 31 years old. Hasn't had a lot of tread on his tires, though he's still healthy. He's he's out tonight with an upper body injury, but I think that's the player that that is of consequence that you target where there's definitive. You know, there's definitive eyes on him right now by a specific team. Everybody else up for grabs. You could talk about maybe a Muslim to Toronto or something like that. But with respect, specific um, players that we know about that there's interest from a specific team, it's Alec Martinez and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'd like to ask, ask our guests, especially with how the season's going. You know, you're in California all the way on the West Coast. Uh, we have a team here who just came off a 10-game winning streak who's now on a five-game losing streak. So it's a bit of a cool mm-hmm. roller coaster right here. But it's fun. I mean, it's... You know, that 10-game winning streak has bought them some leash, some rope to kind of have a rough stretch here. But, you know, I'm curious, some California kind of, what's your view of this team? Do you think they're, I guess, do you think they're legitimate possibly a playoff team? And they put themselves in a good spot. But I'm just curious if your overall view of this team here, you know, from California. I love watching them play, Brett. Every night, I love watching them play. They're exciting, finally. It's finally some exciting. Yeah, it's different. (laughs) It's it's great. I mean, are they legit for, yeah, they're legit. Could they get to the three seed in the division? I think so, and if if Bottle wants to make an addition to trade deadline, fine. I mean, the question is, what do you do with Jeff Skinner? Are you going to pay him nine million dollars right, a year right. for five or six or seven years? That that's the big question. But I think they're a legitimate playoff team. Um, I think you can sneak in there at the three. Uh, I don't think they're any worse than you know. It, it it's it's really dependent on Boston. If Boston's going to be banged up with injuries all season, right? That, that's 
that's going to be touch and go for them to be the three seed. Because normally you want to anoint Tampa and Toronto, right, as, as the one, two in the division. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but, but Boston with all the injuries. So, look, and if, if, look, if Buffalo can get in, get in as a wild card and go out in six games against Washington or, or Tampa, is that a win? Yeah. Look, they're, they're going to be playing important games in March and April. That's a win for this team, regardless of what happens, right? The 10 to game losing, the winning streak, great. The losing streak, you're going to have hills and valleys with this team. They're still very young. They're still finding their way. They're still acclimating to uh, to Phil Housley's coaching style. So uh, I, I have no problem with it. They added some great depth, um, you know, when they uh, when they traded away O'Reilly. I think that, you know, um, that it's the trade that had to be made. But I think they're an exciting team. When I get an opportunity to tune in, I always watch the MSG channel on, on the package. Watch them because it's exciting games. That, that That's the one thing you want. Even if – and that's the difference, Chad, between Los Angeles and Buffalo right now. When you guys lose, it's exciting. When this time play, then when this team loses, they're boring, and that's the danger. If they play one nothing, 2-1 games at home. And and I said to myself, and I turned to people in the press box with me and say, if this was your first hockey game ever, would you come back? And the answer would be probably no. Whereas Buffalo, I mean, look, the, the to me, the salient game for them was a loss. That overtime loss to Toronto was yep, a great yep, game. Yep. Great, great game. Even though Austin scored and broke people's hearts and there was a lot of Leafs fans in the building, to me, like – I would pray that it would there would be a Buffalo Toronto a playoff series. That would be fantastic. That would be a war, and that's what you want from your team. And where you didn't have that for the last five, six, Chad, as long as I know you, and it hasn't been exciting, <laughs> yeah. right? right? So, so, so if nothing else happens, if they were to come ninth, Chad, let's say, but the growth of this team, this, the way Jack has really taken over the leadership, which is what they wanted when they traded Ryan O'Reilly, I have nothing but positive things to say about uh, about Buffalo. And you know what? Your kid defenseman isn't even playing that much, right? He's not playing 23 minutes a night. They've been smart with their lean's minutes. Um, I, I think it's been a really great story there. And, Chad, I could even go back to opening night. And I saw that team opening night, I'm going, oh, boy, another long season for this team. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, five same Boston. thing. Yep. And yep. to where they've come right now, I think it's a great success story. I'm happy for the fans there. They've suffered a very long time. But this team looks like they're going to mature into a contending team. I'm not sure that they're just yet this year. They're going to be more exciting. They're going to win a lot more games. They're going to be in the mix. But you can see that two or three years from now, this should be a, this should be absolutely a contending team in the East. Dennis, man, that's why you're one of the best. I mean, I feel bad for you. You know, I, I've we've lived many of those Kings games you're going through now, so I definitely know what it's like to watch that hockey night in and out. Night out. We definitely, we, I feel bad for you here at least. I don't know if other people <laughs> do, but I do. Yeah, exactly. It's called exactly. salary cap. It's called salary cap. Uh, it's salary cap, Chad. But and that's the way it is. You know, you have you you pay play players for achieving championships, and eventually, at the tail end of the contracts, they come back and and cause you problems. And that's what's happening here, not only here in Los Angeles, but in Chicago. You see the same thing. But uh, I'm happy for the people in Buffalo. Um, enjoy your team. They're they're on the rise, and it's been really great to watch them all season. Yeah, I was going to mention Chicago, so I'm glad you got them in because it's the same thing there. So that is Dennis Bernstein from the fourth period. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at DennisTFP because he has a great follow. He's all over the place, so you can hear him, read him, whatever. Dennis, I think, is literally on every radio station all the time. So he's the man. Dennis, I appreciate taking some time out of your day here, and uh, we'll definitely probably talk around the deadline time. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it.